So uh, if, if they're Nazis, they're unlike any other Nazis ever. In fact, they're probably not Nazis. Secondly, um, you know, this seems like a really big, the other, you know, I see another big distraction. You'll see guys be like, I support Russia because Ukraine, um, you know, there's Ukrainian guys who like Stefan Bandera. Or I support Russia because Ukraine allied with Turkey and then Turkey did something bad at some point in time. Or there's some weird, like, long distance crap like that. And look, in most nations, through most periods of, through, through all history, they probably did something bad. Certainly here in the U.S., if you look at our history, we have lots of stuff we did wrong. I would say on balance, we're doing all right today. We're working on getting a lot better. That's sort of the natural state of a democracy. Like, hey, things were not always perfect, but hopefully we're trying to get to be in a better place. So saying that, hey, I'm not supporting this country because sometime in the distant past they did something wrong, seemed kind of stupid when today, in 2022, one nation was hanging out minding their own damn business, while another nation attacked them and is busy raping, pillaging, plundering, murdering, committing genocide. They have made um, crematoriums on wheels to try to hide the evidence of their war crimes. They have concentration camps that they call filtration camps, and they have mass graves that are spreading all around them. So if that's happening today, I don't really give a flying frog about like the fact that some guys might like this guy who has a pretty questionable history, like 50 years ago. Yeah. Like, he was coming after the Holomador, but right. is there but like, just the a, whole, but is... like, you know, like, like that's like saying that, you know, you know I mean, that's like saying that like the, there's huge evil in the U S because we still have streets named after Robert E. Lee. Look, I'm the first guy to tell you how evil Robert E. Lee is. I'm a U.S. citizen, right? I'm not saying we should. But like, if you want to comment on the things we do wrong here, you can comment on the things we do wrong in 2022. You don't say, hey, you deserve to be genocided because some asshole 150 years ago happened to be a leader in the part of your country that seceded. So, you know, that's sort of my comment. So these are the different kinds of disinformation you see a lot of. Um, If you support Ukraine, as we do here on the space, especially for those of us who have really um, contributed a lot, either as speakers or as um, as uh, hosts or even as, as listeners often get DMs where, uh, you know, people who have Russian narratives want to talk to us, insult us, whatever. So we're just kind of used to it. So uh, as you hang out here, more love child, you'll you'll get the full experience. Well, uh, Slava, can I uh, just one more question? Can, can you give me the spelling of Molly McHugh? Is that? Oh, uh, Molly McHugh, it's it's M-C-K-E-W, if I remember correctly. She is at Molly McHugh, at M-O-L-L-Y, M-C-K-E-W. Um, I would absolutely recommend her as an excellent follow for all things disinformation. She has been on this space as a guest before. Um, I highly recommend her for um, everyone to follow. I absolutely am a happy follower of hers. Um, love what she puts out there into the ether for us all to read. Uh, I believe there was a question earlier about Ukrainian troop morale. And I saw you posted something, Slava, and I'm glad to see you up in the space. Um, could you talk about, sorry to move on, love child, because you finished last question. I wanted to answer the earlier question now that we have Slava up here, Slava Ukrainian. Hello, I'm Slava. Actually, I'm really glad that you get this great speech about the Russian propaganda. And while, while you're talking about it, um, 
for me it's really exactly like a old news all this russian propaganda is we forgot about it it's not working against ukrainians meaning when someone try to put in our heads or something or offend us it's not working it's like um really harmless for us it's it's absolutely we forgot about it because we we are moved on uh and what i what i wanted to say is that while the russia fighting ukrainians killing ukrainians filtrating ukrainians uh, genociding us we are evolving we are tr- not just trying just defend your or ourselves we are evolving we are making uh, notes what happened why did happen and we are uh, making changes and it was how we are different from the russians russians just sitting watching uh, on tv like reinforcing own fake beliefs fake reality and they just waiting that some day something good happened for the for them maybe some tsars uh, come in and uh, help them but they helpless and they just sitting and waiting um so great speech finance it's great is gonna be all around i like it so thank you for that uh, about your question uh, so yes um as i wake up i do some checks do some uh, exercises uh, but um then i listen uh, our ukrainian marathon information very great great uh, source of information because we have um uh, direct um uh, like a conversation not interview but uh, like a just straight call to the people who on the ground on the front on the different areas who really are know what is happening in ukraine uh, can provide great information and uh, was uh, in the people that asking question um uh, did this question constantly not constantly but they try to also as ukrainians as for me i'm on the east uh, west of ukraine and for me it's like a far but i like to have feeling what is happening what the, the structure and was question to this person uh who really in the zsu meaning in the ukrainian forces what what the situation what the morals what they say and i was listening and our response was absolutely great because ukrainian forces are high uh, and high readiness absolutely right great motivation um like a great start for the order of the morning for me uh, when i listen to this absolutely fantastic also i reading about the what happening around the ukraine around the mykolai around the other areas in ukraine the damages happening but ukrainian forces are ready ukrainian forces are still preparing training it absolutely great meaning we do not start just sitting and waiting we do not uh, in despair crying we are fighting we are preparing with training and we are going to be making some changes i don't know really what is happening in the military uh, area but what i hear is like a good news some good news may be follow so for me it's really great as ukrainian so 
Uh, thank you, Finance, for the support. Great work, uh, great words. Uh, I like to hear it for like a defending from the U U United States side. I absolutely love it. So thank you. Slava Ukraini, Rome Slava. Thank you very much for coming up, Slava. Would appreciate if you stayed so we'd have a on-the-ground Ukrainian for our panel. Um, we are a little short on those tonight, and that really covers a nice base for us. Always nice to have somebody on the ground here at the Walter Report. Uh, I believe our order of hands is Adrian J.J. Parker. Hey, good morning, y'all, from Romania. Now, uh, previously in Ukraine. Uh, I wanted to address both questions. Uh, first of all, this old, tired trope that nobody reasonable believes anymore, this Ukrainian Nazi argument, which everybody knows is completely stupid. Oftentimes, I uh, have already chosen to ignore it because I understand it's an argument made in bad faith. Uh, it's obviously an argument of uh, Russian propaganda that worked, unfortunately. Their narrative worked for eight years and a lot of people in the West got contaminated with it. Uh, when I respond, I try to gauge the person. So if it's a person who is purely badly informed and they are uh, left-leaning and they uh, care about human rights, I just give them this example that when it comes, for example, to the gay pride parade, uh, Moscow had its last one in 2010, and since then, uh, uh, basically, it beat all other attempts at the gay pride parade um, uh, with uh, actual Nazi thugs and police. And also they introduced a very draconic uh, anti-gay law. While uh, in Ukraine, uh, I was actually at the last gay pride parade in Kiev. In, in peacetime, it was last year in September or October, I think, because of COVID. It was rainy, but still 10,000 people. It was peaceful. It was nice. So a uh, nice atmosphere. So, you know, that's like just one example of a country that uh, doesn't share fascist values uh, with the country that is uh, actually accusing them of with. So the real Nazis are always in Moscow. So that's my go-to argument always. But the funny thing that I've noticed that a lot of people who push this argument, I give them this example. Uh, you know, the... Um, Head Rabbi of Russia, he uh, left the country after severe intimidation. Well, the head Rabbi of Ukraine is still in the country and has shown his and his community support for the government and for Ukraine's right to self-defense. Uh, not only that, there are many, many Jews serving in the Ukrainian military. And sometimes I get the counter argument, well, um, uh, you know, the one in Russia was an Israel influence agent. And then you go to the down, the rabbit hole that you realize that a lot of people ac ac accusing Ukraine of being na Nazis are actually anti-Semites themselves. And they just do it in bad faith. Uh, I believe that um, all of this Bandera talk on all of this, like I'm a, not a fan of Bandera. I would never defend him myself, but... Uh, that's totally irrelevant. We in Romania had Antonescu. We also had our history with anti-Semitism. Many countries did. All of Europe was pretty anti-Semitic in the beginning of the 20th century. And Ukraine is definitely not today. Now, it's not. So it's like a bad faith argument holding Ukraine to this stupid purity test. 
and it's holding Ukraine to a standard that Russian propaganda dictated. And um, I generally, as I said before, I generally try to either ignore this particular argument because in, 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 from the beginning I know it's a bad faith argument. But um, also, um, if I try to point out, I just point out the contrast and ridiculousness because there are countless examples of blatant fascism and actual Nazis uh, working in the Russian military and for the Russian government, like the head of the Wagner group and uh, like the countless uh, captured the Russian soldiers with swastika tattoos. So it's, uh, I don't know, it's complete bullshit and I'm already tired of it. Uh, I'm kind of optimistic because this argument around mainstream people, I think slowly, slowly, um, regular reasonable people who might have been inclined to believe it with bad information before are slowly realizing that no, this is complete bullshit. And the only ones that are left are people making the bad faith, um, bad faith argument, uh, and they will say anything anyway, and uh, their politics are completely nuts in any case, so they're not even worth engaging. Uh, moreover, I think that such people should be ignored completely because they uh, get oxygen just by engaging in this debate and ignoring them just makes them angrier and more isolated. And I think that's uh, what they need. They shouldn't be they shouldn't be engaged in a dialogue if they do it in bad faith. And uh, if someone is just misinformed, uh, as I said previously, there's tons of examples of uh, how Russia are the actual Nazis, and that's definitely not a problem in Ukraine. And it can be seen by the many Muslim soldiers, by the many Jewish soldiers, by the many gay soldiers fighting for the Ukrainian military. So uh, Ukraine is a diverse, multicultural, multi-ethnic, multi-sexual orientation army that is defending its own existence and uh, actually uh, believing uh, what Russian propaganda is, says is not only naive, but in an insidious way to take agency from people who are actually have, who actually have diverse values and faiths. Uh, and um, it's essentially an example for what uh, a democracy fighting an, against an evil fascist empire actually is. To me, I find it super ridiculous in the sense because uh, the people who say they hate fascism and Nazis are so fucking, sorry, uh, are so blind to the actual fascism and Nazism happening in Russia right now. Now, on the question of morale, I spoke to some Ukrainian soldiers who were in the East recently. One of them was wounded. Um, yeah, the morale is there. They definitely know what they are fighting for. But I would caution just a little bit, they are tired. The fighting in the East was very difficult. And they are, um, you know, they, they need support. They need relief. I would say that this is a, it's remarkable that in spite of this continuous uh, exhausting fighting, they managed to hold out and do uh overall on mostly orderly uh, withdrawal, trading space for time. And I think in the long term, yeah, favors Ukraine in the sense that a lot of gear is coming in and um, 
a lot of training is going on. The people fighting on the line right now, at least in the East where I got my information, are definitely tired and it's been tough, but um, they're holding out knowing, first of all, what they are fighting for, for their homes and country, but also knowing that in the rear, there is way, way more people being trained, way more equipment coming in, and uh, Ukraine is definitely not uh, on its back foot. It's uh, just using its resources carefully in order to make a significant push back of the Russians as soon as they are ready. And I have a feeling they'll be ready pretty soon. Thanks. Thank you very much, Adrian. JJ. Welcome to the space. Thank you. I've been a long time listener, but I think this is the first time we've gotten to talk. So I appreciate you bringing me up. Um, my ears kind of twigged when I heard the disinformation, misinformation um, bit. And I was wondering if it's okay if I ask Slava a question about that. So my question to Slava. I he, he was sending me a message a moment ago. So oh, dropped. so he, he dropped? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, Thank okay, you. cool. Great. Um, Slava, I wanted to check with you to find out um, what you recommend in terms of um, media in Ukraine or for people from the West who want to explore Ukrainian media for reliable information. Okay, good question. So, um, so in main, uh, main question for you, so meaning for people who do not understand Ukrainian uh, language, right? Sure. Or, I mean, we can run it through a translator. So whichever is easiest for you or a combination. Okay, then uh, good. Uh, so um, my main answer it was, will be Ukrainet. It's like a, a Ukrainian aggregator of the Ukrainian news, Ukrainian journalists. It's like um, he brings all uh, the that recent uh, topics, recent uh, um, articles, from the Ukrainian news and is completely combined and make this like a timeline uh, good for you uh, that you can choose what you want to read. And some news can be repeated, meaning some uh, news that happened, just like today, uh, from different sources is gonna be covered. And it's really important that you actually can uh, cross-check what the different uh, sources uh, like a writing on this topic so uh, for me it's really good because it's my like a day start from this like, like I don't I I choose for myself not to rely on one single source and for me it's like a ukr.net uh, you see it's like a Ukrainian and like a most uh, trustful for me then I have uh, Ukrainian bloggers but they only like uh, in Ukrainian language, so can be difficult for, for you, but I check in on it because I like to have connection with Ukrainians, not just news, because I understand a lot of the, like this Ukrainian marathon in Ukrainian, but a lot of the uh, correspondents are talking heads from past, past when before the war, there was some, question for them because it's like as a we know in Ukraine you do not uh, can fully trust people who, who just sits and uh, just reads but no now it's they work in this marathon they provided some useful information but I mostly listen uh, live um, uh, 
speeches of the people who actually like uh, this this or maybe some uh, gov government officials that give give comments and for me it's really important because they provide actual actual and factual informational information that is not like a from that they provide information right now and this information maybe in 10 and maybe six hours six ten hours later gonna go into media so for me it's really like a hot news what i get for myself so ukrnet i recommend uh, is that easy to spell in english or do you mind you, posting it on yes, your yes. timeline and i can uh, find it it's easy easy to spell uh okay. you yep you okay Ukrnet. Like, I will like look for that. Hear, like you hear it, this is the way. So it's easy for you. Okay. And Thank you, you. I, you actually, yeah, absolutely, you actually can use it. Uh, translator, it's really Google Translator works great because I do repost from this like uh, aggregator uh, translated to Ukrainian. So because I use my Twitter to like uh, spread information like a fast because I see that a lot a lot of the Ukrainians do this like a same thing but they do not provide a source uh, I like to provide source because sometimes can be wrong and I like to be right so thank you for the yes, question me Great too question. my pleasure um finance may I share one other thing with regard to media you can share as much as you like AJ Thank you. Um, well, something that I've found useful um, in wading through mis and disinformation is something called um, ad fonts, and it's like a media bias chart. So it gives people an idea of um, what they're looking at, and then that way you get a picture of um, what might be kind of way on the far left or way on the far right. And I've put that on my timeline if that's of use to anybody. And that's all. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, JJ. We appreciate it. I would note that your uh, profile is locked, so I don't know if a lot of our listeners can actually see your timeline. Uh, just a heads up for your personal awareness. Oh, goodness. Okay. I'm not sure how that happened. I'll unlock it. Thank you. Back to our list of... Oh, Sorry, go, go. Slava. Go, go, go. Uh, I was going to say, back to our list of hands. We have, I believe, Liberal, Donnie, and then Parker. I think they finance. I think they were um, ahead of me. I know how confusing it can get. I think um, Donnie and Parker were up next. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks, Liberal. Go to the back of the line. Uh, Donnie, Parker, Liberal. Hey, thank you, Finance. Um, yeah, I just wanted to speak to uh, this uh, narrative from the Russians that they're freeing Ukraine Nazism. There are. Um, 1.2 million G Russians in Israel. There are 350,000 Jews in the United States. There is 170,000 Jews in Germany. There are less than 160,000 Jews in Russia. Now, I don't know if I'm the only one, but has anyone else seen a very proud Jewish man fighting on the Russian side, fighting against these evil Nazi. Because in my eyes, I haven't ever seen anything. Now, my lying eyes could lie to me all the time, but I'm assuming, probably, that there's something behind these numbers. And as a final note, I will say that 
the Jewish Museum in Moscow is not just the Jewish Museum, it is the Jewish Museum and Tolerance Center. They are praising their tolerance of the Jewish problem at the same time they have this shack in the suburbs of Moscow. That's all I wanted to say. Good night, God bless. Good night, Donnie. Yeah, somebody's family got uh, pogromed out of the Russian Empire back when it was still Tsarist Russia. I actually got the pleasure of knowing my great-grandmother, who was born in Tsarist Russia and left Tsarist Russia um, as a very young woman. Um, I can say that it was uh, crap for Jews then. It was crap. It was even worse somehow for Jews in the Soviet Union. And it's still not great for Jews these days, unless, of course, you're an oligarch. I am. my uh how we escaped the ussr was uh where my family was uh my grandparents were born in poland then it was the ussr and my 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 grandfather had to go to the uh the red army for the war and my grandmother was in the Minsk ghetto and then um and then because of their Polish passport that they were born with, that they their Polish documents that they were born with, they were allowed to escape to Poland from Vilna, which is now Vilnius, Lithuania. So that's my family background on that. Uh, the only reason we escaped in the 50s, uh, I think late 50s, early 60s, was due to having uh, Polish, keeping their Polish documents. Um, while literally living in the same city besides the Well, I can appreciate that. Thankfully, they got lucky and had some of the right documents. Parker, liberal, welcome to the Space Portland. Yeah, so I think it was Adrian that had started talking about um, how crazy the idea of um, Ukrainians, you know, being Nazis and how absurd it is to most people, which is, which is a completely honest and and obvious opinion. Um, I can't help but relate the opinions of like Russians and anybody else that believes that Ukraine, uh, as you had said, you know, with a, with a Jewish president, is full of Nazism. I can't help but relate to our far right in America and trying to dissuade the craziness of a false election. I mean, so basically what I'm saying is the diehard people that actually believe that Trump won, you know, the election and that it was stolen and the QAnon group, to me, it feels like it's the same type of people and I don't know the psychologist, and I know I, I shouldn't be quoting things. I don't, I don't know their names. But a psychologist was on another forum and was basically explaining that a technique that she was thinking of was it was sort of like how you would uh, get terrorists to stop thinking in their ways and jihadists with the U.S. military and how they got them to stop their thinking way of thinking that you know the america and the west was horrible and that you know muslims were were out you, you were supposed to kill people by the religion um so i mean i just i feel like it 
you know, to the normal psyche, to normal people, it feels like how crazy can someone think that Ukraine is full of Nazis? Just like how most people, I would think, in America, except on the far right, how crazy it is that, you know, Jewish space lasers and the QAnon whole experience. And I just feel like there's a whole resemblance on that. And I just, I don't know. I just, I, I just, I didn't know if anyone else saw that comparison, but that's how I see it. We don't Which... talk about the space lasers, okay? Those okay. don't exist. <laughs> I... Don't talk about the Jewish space lasers, okay? We don't do that on this space. It's Ukraine space. You can't let people know about that. We have Top the Jewish secret. space lasers. Gotcha. All right, but yeah, no, uh, the, yes, absolutely. Um, the, you know, look, conspiracy theories abound, and you know, one of, one of the things about the internet is it allows um, people, it allows for targeted marketing, but targeted marketing also allows targeted disinformation, and <coughs> Russia has gotten quite good at this, um, and literally will have their agents and troll farms target people they know are susceptible to disinformation how might you ask will somebody be susceptible to disinformation well somebody who already likes and is into conspiracy theories likes it is into scam or scam like things is somebody who clearly is already able to be influenced by low information conspiracy theory theories the conspiracy theory things so if I want to target somebody starting now with a new campaign of disinformation, I might build a population of people interested in QAnon, anti-vaccine. You pick your, you know, um, large group of people who are into conspiracy theories and against science and critical thinking. And you all of a sudden have a population of people who are prone to believing in conspiracy theories, who are prone to influence operations. So there is a much easier way to sort out how you message at people. And it's an incredibly powerful tool because what lets people market is also what lets people, the science of marketing is also the science of disinformation. Um, this is really quite annoying to those of us from business. Well, it is because it's, it's, it's surprisingly, there's surprisingly tons and tons of smart people that actually believe. And so I don't know if there's if there's a, a so the same solution as to help get Russians to to not believe, you know, the, the the whole idea of Ukraine no longer being their brethren, that they are Nazis and 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 they are the troublemakers, just as it's hard to believe that. You know, there's academics and smart and actual I know people that have doctorate degrees that are actually believing this whole election fraud. And I was just to me, it's just it's kind of I don't know, I compared the two. And I was just thinking I was just wondering how, you know, one goes about to, you know, try to make them understand and see the truth. Yeah. About. So quite, quite frankly, we're not going to make. Russians understand Russia's Russia has control of their media space. If you're in Russia and you know better, like Russians liked the situation they're in, the ones that support the regime, the ones that don't that see the issues have often left um, to go back to the Jewish analogy. You know, look, 75% um, of the Jews of Moscow have left the country. 
make of that what you will. Um, maybe they're just worried about being scapegoated again because, you know, we know what time it is when things go wrong in a country. It's uh, blame the Jews o'clock, right? So, you know, you're not going to you're not going to gain control over the Russian narrative. You're not going to convince the people. This isn't a democracy, right? Like this isn't like convince the people and the nation will follow. So I wouldn't even literally. It's like don't bother. We don't need to platform more Russian media. We don't need to try to figure out how to reach the Russian people. The bigger issue is reaching the people here in the West reaching the people that they have reached with their information ops, especially I would posit starting with the free and democratic nation of India, which for reasons of historically stupid diplomacy was closer to the USSR than many other democracy than many, than most democracies um, and considers Russia a friend um, is trading with Russia. Still, they're not selling them weapons. Notably, they used to buy weapons from Russia. So, Another problem that Russia has is when they set up their relationships as the major weapons supplier, it's kind of hard to buy from the people who are supposed to be buying from you. But going back to India, um, so Russia has targeted them with this information operations, and they're also able to hit a lot of keynotes that plays really well with India's cultural past, like the colonial nature of some of the different requests. India thinks it's really stupid that Western nations are buying oil from Russia, yet are asking them not to trade with Russia. They think that's colonial, and they're not totally wrong there. Um, but, you know, this goes really deeper to a lot more problematic and deeper um, and more insidious kinds of disinformation that has taken root in some of the Indian population. But some of the Indian population is a huge number of people in a 1.2 or 3 billion population country. But again, this is a democracy. This is a country that has a free media. This is a country with 90 different religions. I'm just picking one place. This is not all the places. But this is the kind of place where if you wanted to say, hey, how do we deal with dealing with information? Well, here in the space, we deal with it with our mostly English-speaking audience on how we fight disinformation in our spaces. And if I was looking abroad, I would say, hey, how do we fight disinformation outside of Russia? Because that's fighting their ability to influence our elections, our thinking, and our ability to fight their literal genocide talking about, right? Like, that's what they're hiding, right? All of this is going on so that they can commit genocide, right? So if you just bring it back to, like, the real key point, why are they doing all of this? So they can commit genocide for the extra added benefit of some land, making sure that people who look like Russians aren't acting in an independent democratic fashion. And, oh, look, oligarchs gain more stuff that they can pillage and plunder from uh, for their own personal Swiss bank accounts. Like, that's what's going on. So, you know, that's what we're looking at. So don't worry about, like, what Russians think. They're going to think that the state's what you follow because if they do anything else, they're hosed or they, um, you know, how we fight disinformation outside, that's where we really got to move. We have a full panel right now, so I can't actually bring people up. We do have a queue. So if you'd like to drop down, you are more than welcome to. We do have a list of hands. I believe next is Liberal, finally. And then and then uh, Leonard, then back to Mr. Dogowitz. Hey, thanks, Finance. Um, Parker, I agree with you on almost everything. Your heart's in the right place. Uh, with respect to uh, Adrian and... Um, who was the other? Danny Dagowitz. Again, agree on what they stated. Um, I had a question for Slava. I believe Slava is still in the panel or in the gallery. Um, Slava. Here. 
Slavo Krini. Uh, I have a question for you, sir. Uh, how impactful is it for the president of Ukraine, President Zelensky, to say, I now order the Ukrainian forces to retake uh, Ukrainian land, you know, Russian-occupied territories? Um, I would imagine that that would resonate with the troops. Um, there's a little thunder in the background. Um, Slava. I hear you. Yeah, so... Okay. I uh, I understand your question. Yeah, uh, there, you finish. Uh, finish it. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's thunder in the background. It's almost like I was in Ukraine. Um, <laughs> what? Like... Be safe. Be Slava safe. Slava. Um, yeah, like, um, if you were... Um, I was in the army for five years. Um, I didn't do anything heroic like Chuck Farrar. Um, but when your leader tells you like, okay, we're going to reclaim our land and it's, it's put out there. Like, what does that say to the Ukrainian forces? I mean, it has to be energizing. Am I right? Uh, <clears throat> great question. Uh, liberal, uh, you got exactly exactly right question because uh, it's like uh, what happened it's a message was not just to the ukrainian forces it was message to the whole ukrainians and I yes, think, the yes 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 absolutely i just want you right but i would like to just uh, when as we we have to listen um messages are really great and they tailored uh, really well so from the start of the war we notice how zelensky like a president changed his uh, addressing how this how every word must work so uh, i will explain how it sounded for me this uh, latest uh, call for to the uh, forces of the ukraine so um <clears throat> It was uh, really well covered in Ukrainian marathon. It's uh, so what was happening before. It's really important. So we know this genocide started. Bucha, uh, all this Kremenchuk, uh, latest uh, 45, 47 killed. I think in the Yasin Yar. Uh, so. All this was happening uh, all the time. So, Zmyiny um, Ostrov, um, meaning this um, island, uh, Snake Island, uh, liberated by Ukrainian forces. All this happening all this time, and for Ukrainians, it we felt that Ukrainian forces are powerful, powerful, but still we felt like uh, we are just defending. We are passively just defending do not giving any like um, trying to not give more land that we can and when we heard this call from the president like uh, order now we're gonna be doing some offensive action like attacking back our uh, territory for us it was really optimistic really good sign that we now gonna be moving forward not just sitting and waiting while, while ukrainians are died were killed by the russian uh, uh, missiles and rockets and uh, 
artillery, we now gonna be do something that Russians do not be comfort, comfortable with, and they do not notice that we not so like uh, defenseless, but we can do some um, bad stuff for them. So for us, it really was really powerful for just regular Ukrainians. Uh, um, um, Ukrainian forces also take this really well. They understood because uh, from the start of the war, uh, I heard a lot of it uh, like uh, 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 that soldiers try wanted to do more stuff, but they was held uh, because the orders that we must uh, look on the situation like uh, clearly, not be too optimistic, like uh, do not rush into uh, war and just die because you have this like a uh, force inside you. But now it's like uh, when it comes from the top that like uh, feels like we are ready now to do some counter-offensive work. And a lot of the soldiers now that asking for it, now is ready to in free to do what is gonna be done. So what if, uh, what we, what we saw with the Heimers that like a free some uh, movements for, for the Ukrainian forces and for the Ukrainian just people, great boost of morale because even my mother uh, <laughs> really happy when was really happy when she's mm-hmm. gonna be happening that because we are just regular Ukrainians. I listen here, read there. I don't on the, I'm on the west of Ukraine. Don't really have any explosion, any happening. This like in on the east of Ukraine, east of Ukraine. I feel for them because it's hard. People are dying. But when I hear this, we now gonna do something. It's really good. So great question. Thank you. Hey, Slav. A quick follow up. Um, when Zelensky tells you to uh, retake Ukraine. And you're a soldier, it's because he believes in the military, he believes in the troops, and he believes in the soldiers. And I, I uh, it's so inspiring. It, it's exactly what is happening that uh, not just believe in soldiers, but uh, now we like uh, did uh, accounting. Is, is we any, uh, are we ready to counter offense? this like uh, this evil and when we heard this call it means we are ready we are now have enough power we we are prepared to do this and we have the results so like uh, something is happening and what we know from the news that uh, some great news gonna be greatly delayed because like uh, with the operation on the snake island it was couple days delayed on purpose because the operation was still in effect for a few days, maybe a few weeks. So uh, for me, I was quiet about it because I heard it that something is happening. But for me, it uh, must be news only when it's done. Do not rush it. Let them do it. It's, I only also heard it, heard it on the uh, our marathon that uh, constantly uh, our talking heads uh, asking soldiers, so what, 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 what is happening in this, um, the Snake Island? 
but uh, soldiers quietly mean uh, uh, responded uh, just wait when it's gonna be uh, something completely clear and we're gonna respond and it happened uh, flag the, of the Ukraine now on the Snake Island. So some good news gonna be delayed so do not rush it uh, quiet air but it's gonna be happen so I hope better good news gonna be come later so it's great. Слава Україні! Героям слава! Слава нації! Смерть ворогам! Портленд, uh, the fella has joined the space. Where's the host? Battlemore. Portland, uh, if you can hear me, do you have some Big Bang news to offer the space while we try to figure out where the hosts have gone? I'm afraid not. It's been a surprisingly quiet day um, in terms of Big Bang news. Lock and reload. Our host here. Uh, okay. I have a little. I was. I was thinking about that. Um, that uh, disinfo uh, uh, space, and I wanted to. Uh, wanted to talk a little bit more about it, if anyone doesn't mind. Uh, uh, protest, if you protest, protest. Danny, please proceed. I'm gonna try to like just be the bridge between uh-huh. the glitch and um, right on. where we'll be next. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So. I, like I, I want to preface this with like I come from a family of scientists, and like so they kind of figured out how to program this. Um, uh, the social media groups, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, it was pretty simple. It was like machine learning and demographics. That's all they need. But nobody spent time in how to deprogram. And you know, uh, you know, it you know. When there was a there was a fi- financial incentive to program, you know, I don't want those shoes, I don't need those shoes, I can't afford those shoes, but I bought those shoes, right? And the problem is that our so our generation, people like under forty, forty five, um, we grew up with technology. We understand that we're being manipulated, and we can we have account like we, you know, red flag comes up in the back of our mind, in the back of our amygdala. What amygdala? Amygdala is the word. You know, it, it, you know, red flags come up, and we say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're, I'm totally being manipulated." You know, there's been three ads for these shoes, and then this girl with, with the right body and the right face dances on TikTok with the exact same pair of shoes. So we, we kind of get it. the problem is our parents don't. Our parents grew up with like Walter Cronkite, and um, you know, uh, who are uh, uh, Howard Cosell. People they trust, people that were honest, people that like looked at the camera and told it like it was, and so they're unassuming when it comes to this media, and their population that is being abused by this media. And you know, my, my father's fallen into the rabbit hole, and it's tough. But um, so yeah, I just want to finish it with, off with like, you know, there's a f- famous fictitious scientist uh, in a movie about large. Uh, bird-like lizards that says you scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could they didn't believe to stop and think if they should and also one last quote john Leibovitz. i don't know if he he said it or he just he he retorted it you know the final words the final last word of humanity will be a single scientist saying it worked that's what i want to leave with that so finance take it off Thank you, Donnie Dogwitz. Um, 
All right. From memory, it's been a while. I think it's JJ Timu Leonard. It might be JJ Leonard Timu. It might be. I think Leonard was next. All right, Leonard, you're up. Okay. Thank you, finance. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, uh, be, be, okay. before you before start there, Leonard, uh, like, first of all, what the hell are you still doing up? And uh, two, we got uh, Dom in here, and I know it's pretty early for you to start your shift, but do you feel ready? As long as finance stays about. Dom? Happy to. Because uh, I'm, 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 I'm about to hit the sack, and uh, we're, we're not going to have a, a host till Axel gets yeah. up in about an hour yeah. or two. Okay, right on, bud. Thanks, Badalus. Sorry, Leonard. Oh, no, that's fine. I was going to say it's just it's Barry the Witching Hour in the West, uh, Badalus. So, <laughs> of course, I'm uh, still. <laughs> well, it's uh, what is it, twelve twenty-four here in Edmonton Mountain Time? I just, okay. I just add that the uh, the Boris left us. Are we still up? Yeah, Leonard, carry on. Okay, thanks, Dolan. So I, I just wanted to say to uh, Slava, thank thank you for that uh, explanation that you uh, you gave us. I think you shed some some very um, telling insight into the hearts of every single uh, Ukrainian who's in the field today, and uh, even more so, I think you gave us a pretty good clue as to what's in the hearts of the thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, who are. Uh, presently training and uh, heading to or prepared to head to the field. So, yeah, you you uh, shed a very important light on the entire picture. And uh, I just wanted to uh, maybe circle back just briefly to the the discussion that uh, uh, that was running uh, hot and heavy a few minutes ago uh, with respect to the this whole Russian uh, concept of. Uh, calling you the uh, or targeting the Ukraine generally as a, na- a Nazi hotbed, and I just wanted to uh, repeat. I've, I've mentioned before that, that the in terms of the uh, the that philosophy that's being promulgated in Russia and specifically by Putin, that is a very clear throwback to the Stalinist uh, dogma and the Stalin the Stalinist era, and. If uh, if anybody has uh, even had a passing reference to the the works of one of the the uh, perhaps the, the most nefarious Soviet uh, um, you would call him a philosopher but thinkers or writers of the, of the Stalinist era um, Ivan Ilyin he he goes into some detail uh, uh, explaining and admitting the the noxiousness and just the the utter falsity behind uh, declaring Nazism as a as a, a hazard and present in the Ukraine, and if you fast forward from the Stalinist era to the to the present time, uh, Putin has pretty much in the last ten years just taken a verbatim page out of that entire Soviet handbook. And just to kind of put a capper on it, if, if 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 anybody is encountering people either in the United States, in North America, or, or even anywhere in the West, who still wants to go on with this this nonsensical doctrine uh, and pinpointing 
uh, Nazism and pointing the finger and accusing Ukraines, Ukraine in general, and Ukrainians in in uh, writ large of being partial to this and being actually being Nazis. Um, Timothy Snyder points out that uh, he he actually goes into a detailed study of it in a couple of his books. He's got uh, On Tyranny and The Road to Unfreedom, and he does a very clear analysis of this whole uh, Soviet dogma, essentially, is what it is. And he calls it uh, schizofascism, and it's a very conscious effort um, in the uh, current Kremlin and in the Putinite uh, cabal in Moscow. It's a very conscious effort to essentially drag the entire Russian uh, population, if you will, into a sort of a a psychologically uh, almost depraved uh, house of mirrors. And it ends up projecting, if if you delve into this whole concept of psychic fascism, uh, it um, it pretty much uh, shows that the Russians are simply projecting, and uh, Putin in particular is projecting the, his entire internal framework and view of the world on um, on the people of the Ukraine, with, with the express purpose of making them. Uh, victims, uh, period. And I would just submit that uh, that, that you're probably not going to find a single respectable uh, uh, writer, theorist, historian, political scientist in the Western world now who would give any credence to that that, uh, designation whatsoever. Um, Yeah, so I'll just leave it at that. Thanks. Uh, Yes, I, I agree with you. Go, go, go. All right, yeah. Liberal Slavic to reply, then we have a whole list of hands. Uh, thank you. Thank you. For, uh, uh, so, yes, just to uh, finish on it. Uh, for, for Ukrainians, as for me, I think most of Ukrainians in Ukraine, uh, for us, it's like uh, not working. So it's like uh, this Russian propaganda is just circulating around Ukraine. It's not affecting Ukrainians in Ukraine. So we totally immune to this. So Russian propaganda is most dangerous for the Western people who uh, maybe even just mentioning this Russian propaganda, they got maybe spending too much focus, too much energy and maybe... Um, on this topic. So for us, we already forgot it about this. We have different problems, so mo- mo- most important. And when people just uh, uh, just uh, saying, just even thinking about this Russian propaganda, they're just wasting time. So uh, just uh, focus on something more productive that have some more values. And just what I thank you for the words uh, uh, because uh, how I told about the uh, Ukrainian forces, uh, yes, because it's important for me, like, uh, translate how Ukrainians feel to the uh, people who outside Ukraine. Because just reading some article or watching news, uh, it's really uh, like... Um, you cannot translate this uh, Ukrainian feeling. And I try with my voice to translate to all of you listeners what is really happening in Ukraine, because for me, it's like a more natural, natural, but for you, it's like um, 
we we have to like voice it so you understand it. so uh, i appreciate i appreciate your words Leonard. thank you slava ukraine slava Aaron slava and thank you uh slava all right moving to hands i am not positive my order here i believe it is jj then timu but it might be timu the jj i think i was next I wanted to ask Slava another question. Um, this time it's tagging on to my previous media question, uh, but I'd love to know what he thinks needs to be covered more in the media, um, particularly in the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is genocide. It's terrorism. G- 